Hello everyone, this is Tom Fox. Megan has been on me to take a look at some other sci-fi series. So she has prevailed and we will take up the 11 episodes, I think, of Firefly. It's a little bit different than uh, anything we've done before. Certainly not MCU, Star Trek, Star Wars, or any of those classic science fiction shows. But we're going to give it a shot. It is uh, Western in Space. So I'm really excited to do this series with her. So today, Megan and I take up the episode, Shindig. In this episode, Anara is hired by Atherton Wing, one of her regular clients, to accompany him to a formal dance, i.e. the Shindig. They are back on the planet Persephone, and there the uh, criminal boss Badger hires Mal to meet a contact at the same dance to try to set up a smuggling job because Badger has unfortunately uh, done something which doesn't allow him to meet with uh, potential clients. However, Atherton uh, gets in a dispute with Mal and insults Anara to the point where Mal knocks Atherton down and he finds himself unknowingly challenged by Atherton to a duel with swords. Atherton is a skilled swordsman and duelist. Anara tries to teach Mal how to fight with a sword overnight. And despite all expectations, Mal wins the duel. The contact he meets at the gala, who personally dislikes Atherton, agrees to hire the crew to smuggle cattle across the galaxy. Hello, everyone. Tom Fox, back again with Megan Doherty for another episode of the award-winning, because that's what heroes do. Hopefully, you now know we have taken a little bit of a different turn for this season as we are exploring the science fiction television show Firefly. Today, we're on episode four, Shindig. What did you think of this one, Megan? Shindig is one of my favorite episodes of the season. I I think it's so much fun. It does a lot of really establishing not just the practical realities of the universe that we're living in, but a lot more of the social elements. So we learn a lot of really interesting things about how higher versus lower class people are spending their time, where their values are, what institutions are in play, uh, and some more great character building between some of the mains. So this is a really fun episode, in my opinion. What were your thoughts on it? I was a little confused as to why they were back in Persephone. Because as I recall, that's where we started in episode one. And maybe it was just routine, but I would like to know why they were back there. The, uh, I have to start with Mal because I was mildly bemused by the way he treated Kaylee early in the episode where he laughed at her so pointing address. mean to his crew. But that paled beside him calling Anari a whore in the most demeaning way in the middle of the episode when she was actually trying to help him. And I don't know if it's you, your thoughts on earlier episodes, but I was incredibly offended by that. And I thought that was so far beyond the pale. This is a woman he 
is supposed to respect, if not have emotional feelings for it. And to say that the way he did, Atherton, was com- it was completely in character for him to do it, and it made sense to me. I saw no reason for him to say that in the way he did, and frankly, I was offended by it. Yeah, I think that whole kind of... I can see what the Joss Whedon and the creative team was trying to do. They're trying to demonstrate that Mal's this tough guy and he hates Anara's job but respects her as a person and he's going to say terrible things, but God help anybody else who does. And it's like, okay, cute, but it's sloppy and it's lazy, aside from being offensive. And, and it's, yeah, I'm, it's unnecessary, but it's part of the canon, unfortunately, <laughs> that is there. But yeah, I'm not a fan of it. I, Especially in the context of just how well regarded Anara is by literally everyone else. <laughs> Mal's not making himself special by being a jerk. He's just being a jerk. And I almost felt like he was <clears throat> the big brother because he said, I'm not going to let anybody call you that. Then he calls her that. He I said, think he wants to be the boyfriend. I did too, <laughs> but I have to suspect he is not worming his way into her heart with those sorts of comments. Yeah, I think there is like mutual attraction. I think it's in spite of... Mal's personality, rather than your because point, of it. <laughs> your point about Anara's, her stature. Oh, did you see when she was introduced going into the ball as the companion? There's no more greater honor than how you are announced yeah. at the ball. Yeah, and her point, if other men there aren't with one, them, it's because they couldn't attract one. <laughs> Not because, oh, oh, I love it. And the applications of people just desperate for her, even considering looking at their application. Yeah. Uh, Loved it. I loved it. Our old friend, or perhaps Mal's old friend, Badger, (laughs) reappears. Badger! And Badger got one of the great tongue lashings I've seen in a long time, near the end. But he sets up a scam, or at least some, I guess, scam, for Mal and crew to engage in. You want to tell us about what Badger has in mind, and why does he enlist Mal? I think Badger, my my take from it was that had behaved badly enough that he could not get access to the people that he wanted to do business with and he needed someone to represent him because he is maybe known too well as unsavory or he angered the wrong people. So he contracts with Mal to go to the same ball that Anara and Otherton went with. Mal takes the opportunity to get Kaylee the dress that she wants, presumably as an apology for being so mean because I think he did feel bad about that. And then Badger doesn't want anyone else to know what's going on here so he's going on once mal engages in a duel which we should talk about next but he doesn't want the rest of the crew to make themselves known in a rescue operation so he comes to trap them on serenity and then river demonstrates for the first time that there's probably a lot more going on than most of the crew realizes in her mind that she can be very valuable indeed she is and that leads to the conflagration at the ball that I referenced, and first we have Anara and Atherton, and then, of course, we have Mal and Kaylee at the ball. There are lots of delicious scenes. We have some mean girl scenes at the ball. We get a hint also throughout this movie, slavery that's going on. And at the ball, I think they even mentioned how many slaves did it take to, to make that dress. So there's an undercurrent, societal undercurrent, that is not good here. I don't know if we'll see more about that later or not. But what did you make of Kaylee entertaining the men? I th- I love that because of course first those mean girls were so mean and just operating in such a different environment than Kaylee had ever been. She had no way to ever meet them on their level, which is not a nice level to be on. 
But then she's rescued by another guest who cannot abide useless people like Mean Girls. And then she starts just doing what she does best, talking about engineering the ships that she loves. And presumably some of the other male guests who started dancing attendance upon her were more interested in that than whatever interesting topics of discussion fashionable young ladies would tend to bring up. So I thought it was... I was happy to see it happen for Kaylee to get so she could get the attention so she could be the center of the crowd like that. I think it was a very meaningful moment for her. Don't love what they're saying about femininity in general. But we'll let that one ride for now. This is a Joss Whedon film. It's 20 years ago, from the olden days. Do you remember girl power? The Spice Girls were still popular when this came out. <laughs> Do you remember the insults or Warwick leveled on the mean girl? Oh, yes. A little more slut-shaving while we're at it. So it, was what it, did, it must have taken your, a dozen slaves a dozen days to get you into that outfit. Um, but it'll take the space of a schoolboy's wink to get you out of it. I love that insult. That was just brilliant. Great insult. Sir War, Warwick. Though, that, oh, I'm sorry. I'm just, just going to jump on that. Because interestingly, that implies that having unpaid consensual sex is worse than having paid consensual sex as an unmarried woman. <laughs> I, Nara did not get spoken to in that way i thought he was just saying you'll sleep with anybody anara has standards <laughs> also fair point you have to be vetted and you have to be on the <laughs> list beyond your winning personality what did you think of sir warwick he was a funny man i like i liked him as a character he was funny he had an interesting sense of humor i feel like he'd be really fun to sit down and like play cards and have a beer with and he yeah, I thought he was finding amusement in the whole situation that went down with the altercation and the duel. There are certain signs of integrity that he did. Yeah, I thought he was. I thought he was fascinating. What about yourself? I found him delicious. I thought he was a great <laughs> second for the duel. I have to say, they did really give me a surprise when they revealed the property he wanted to move off world, and I just love that. As <laughs> I'm a Texan, it's nothing better than moving cattle. Bunch of cows. Yeah, a bunch, bunch of cows. Of cows. Bunch of cows. Something that really jumped out to me with this whole scene. So we've learned a couple of really interesting things about the world that these people are operating in. And one is that in a, in among wealthier people, yes, there is slavery practice and there's indentured servitude practice we got from earlier episodes. A high class education includes sword fighting, but not spacewalking. I thought that was really fascinating because remember the Simon and River in the last episode had never worn spacesuits or been on the exterior like that. But Simon seemed to expect that, yeah, of course, sword fighting. Mal's a sword fighter, right? He's a captain. He would know how to sword fight. Like it was this common knowledge. And Mal, of course, like, you know, that was a really interesting way of dueling. looking at yeah, the different. <laughs> dueling is a long Southern tradition. And <laughs> oh. Southerners dueled legally up to the American Civil War. And so that tradition existed in the South. And yes, you could duel with pistols, but actually most duels were fought with swords. Hmm. Made perfect sense to me. Uh, I've taken a medieval sword fighting class. Mary and I did that a couple uh, summers ago. It's really hard. <laughs> sword fighting is not easy. But yeah, I thought it was fascinating that in the far future, on, in a different solar system, that idea of chivalry to be demonstrated with actual swords it was considered a better skill for the upper class than being able to navigate a spacesuit. I just thought that was really interesting. In a place far away, a time long ago. <laughs> so I have to get to my favorite scene, which was near the end when Badger and his men go on the serenity to basically hold the crew hostage through the duel. And it wasn't clear to me if they did that 
so they wouldn't be stupid enough to try to break Mal out or some other reason. They were definitely planning to be stupid enough to try and break Mal out. Like, that that was the plan. <laughs> Adger was bang on about that. And so the crew is trying to figure out how they can overtake Adger and his crew because apparently no one's expecting Mal to make it. And River Tam comes down, and in a brilliant scene, she mimics his Irish accent and essentially talks down to him in the way either, I don't know if a mother would do that, but certainly an older sister would, or maybe a cousin, and really puts him in his place. And I thought the acting, I don't know the actress who plays River, but I thought her acting, and this was, what, 30 seconds, 60 seconds, it was just fabulous, and the dialogue was fabulous. And he took it like a man and goes, spot on, honey. Yep, I like you. I like her. Yeah, got spitfire. So I really enjoyed that scene. I, I loved it, too. One of the things I thought was really interesting about it was how well she read him so quickly. Like, we've been told before that River Tam is wildly brilliant. But this is one of the first times we've really seen it in action, other than her kind of little glimpses of what seems to be happening elsewhere or prescience. But she was able to be like, oh, no, you've done time, but not as long as you claim. And he said, oh, yeah. Like, he was really responding to exactly what she was saying. She read him like a book. And I think the way they ended that particular scene was even better, because immediately before River had come down and started giving Badger what for, they'd been talking about how useful it would be to have a diversion to get themselves out of the situation. And as soon as she leaves, Jane says in one of his best lines, that was exactly the type of diversion we could have used. (laughs) So let's go back to the earlier scene that Mm -hmm. featured River, because I didn't quite understand it. And to set it up, the boys were playing a card game, some derivative of poker, and and they're in the canteen, and she takes canned food and rips the labels off so that you don't know what's in the can of food. And she has literally a breakdown and does this. Something is troubling her, but I could not tell from that scene what it was. Any insight into any of that? I don't know that it's necessarily that she's always troubled by something in particular. I think she underwent something hugely traumatic and is having a lot of trouble dealing with it. So I thought that was just another instance of just her kind of losing her grip a little bit and needing to try and lash out or express it in some way that she really, you know, couldn't otherwise. Yeah, I did. I don't, I didn't connect that one to a particular meaning, just more establishment that this is part of her MO. Okay. So overall, I'm still troubled by Mal and his conduct, particularly around Inara. I felt like we got a little more background in, into some of the characters. The companion role, you're absolutely right, is a well-established and indeed regulated industry. So that's interesting to see. The slavery references troubled me. I think we may see more of that later. What were your sort of final thoughts? I thought the ending scene immediately before the cattle reveal of Inar and Mal having their talk, I thought that was a nice way to end things because whatever choices went into Mal's language and expression of his thoughts being so inappropriate, Inar and Mal do have some of the best on-screen chemistry of any non-dating couple in TV. Like, it's really good. There's clearly something there. And I like that in this episode, she at least called him out on what he was doing. And it was at least able to address that head on. And they're not ready to say anything really serious yet, but he didn't want her to go. She wasn't really going to go. 
Despite Mal being a jackass, I like their, them as a couple. Well, that seems like a good place to end it, <laughs> Megan. I am. And I'm Megan Doherty. See you all next time. This is Tom Fox again. I hope you've enjoyed this initial episode of Firefly. And I hope you'll join Megan and I for the entire season of Firefly episodes. Yes, 14 episodes over the next seven weeks. Thanks again for listening. We look forward to visiting with you next time.